everyone. Hi, it's Lydia from Let's Talk About Love. Remember me? <laughs> oh God, and in his words, I also ask you for your forgiveness. Yep, I'm late again, and I beg all of you, my dear listeners, for your forgiveness. Really, really, I am doing my best. I just want you to know. Uh, I guess it's just that I've been so busily writing these uh, last couple of months, preparing not only my next blogs or collaborating on other projects with, um, with my colleagues, um, but yeah, I've also been writing for a book. Yes, I will eventually be pumping out that book. Eventually, I said, because <laughs> at my pace, one never can tell. But for now, I'm here with you. So welcome back. And uh, we are continuing the F Word in a Happy Marriage series. And today we'll be looking at forgiveness. So how fitting that Martin Luther King Day just passed uh, about a month ago. Yeah, exactly a month ago. January 18th is Martin Luther King Day. And um, there's someone really who knew a lot about forgiveness. Anyways, I saved a quote uh, from, you know, commemorating his special day. And let me read uh, one of my, anyways, one of my, what I think his best quotes. Here goes. We must develop and maintain the capacity to forgive. He who is devoid of the power to forgive is devoid of the power to love. There is some good in the worst of us and some evil in the best of us. When we discover this, we are less prone to hate our enemies. This is by Martin Luther King. Isn't that just a great quote? It's about forgiveness, and forgiveness is a very, very important topic when it comes to relationships. Okay, so for those of you who know me, I always like to, you know, give you a bit of scientific background. So here is a bit of scientific background on this topic of forgiveness. Did you know that researchers who study forgiveness overwhelmingly agree that forgiveness is one of the most important contributors to a healthy relationship? Yeah, like food for your soul. Studies consistently demonstrate that couples, married or not, who practice forgiveness are more likely to enjoy longer, more satisfying romantic and loving relationships. Research also shows that uh, people who practice unconditional forgiveness are more likely to enjoy longer lives. But everybody wonders what exactly forgiveness entails. Now, when I talk, first talk about forgiveness with my clients, I often get, but if I forgive and forget that person, aren't I just giving them permission to do what they did to hurt me again? No, not at all. Forgiveness is not about condoning a behavior or accepting it in the future. 
uh, in situations when someone is regularly hurting us with no sign of changing, well, we can still forgive and be strong in our choice to move on. And we can actually do so without tormenting ourselves by plummeting into these harmful feelings of victimization or shame or this crazy anger. Forgiveness serves us best in the relationships we keep, right? Well, when it comes to the grievances and relationship bumps that we experience with people that we trust and choose to be close to long-term, I think it's here where forgiveness actually makes us happier. When we forgive, we're happier. But when we choose to forgive, our job is to fully forgive the other person, and even ourselves for that matter. But then we have to move away from the incident but retain, always retain, remember the learning. That's what I tell my couples. Forgiveness primarily benefits you. Think of it this way. It is you who is forgiving, but also letting go of the negativity that you have been hoarding around in both your head and your heart. Oh my God, the weight of it all sometimes. Think about it. But also think of forgiveness as letting go, letting go of that, you know, sting and, and releasing the bitterness that gets attached to forgiveness, but hanging on to the wisdom of it. I want you to think of your own relationship or your marriage um, in this situation. Forgiveness means letting your spouse off the hook and giving up your right to hold an offense over his or her head. Forgiveness means you no longer allow for your partner to have such control over your life. Yeah, over your life. Listen, if you're angry and spiteful because of what your partner may have done to you, that's power over you, baby. <laughs> now, I don't mean to make light of the situation, but think about it. Yeah, I know, I know. It's tough stuff. And this doesn't necessarily mean that um, many who have forgiven their mate, you know, their partner, have a hard time forgetting the past. Again, forgiveness is not about forgetting. We retain the lesson, right? You may not be able to completely forget that hurt even after you've forgiven your spouse. That's the truth. However, forgiveness will benefit you as you feel your way through letting go of the anger. Because anger is the real culprit here. Anger can, can, can oh my God, devastate. It can eat you alive. You know, I don't know about whether you know this, but your body gets into this terrible state under the wraps of anger. Your blood pressure mounts, the heart rate escalates like big time. Your immune system also um, gets impacted, let alone all the negative chatter that's going on in your head at the same time. So forgiveness primarily benefits you. When we forgive, however, we loosen the clutches of this type of anger. We help diminish the pain of anger. And by letting go, we tend to focus on the more positive 
joyful aspects of our relationship, or at the very least reestablish that path again. Yes, instead of turning away from one another, we begin turning toward each other again. It's a process. Remember when we spoke about the importance of turning toward one another in the earlier podcasts, our bids for connection? Well, forgiveness is like that. It's like a choice to do the right thing. And it can actually help you generate fresh new memories that will work at pushing the bad memories out. You know? You can renew and restore your relationship through forgiveness. And sleep a whole lot better, too. <laughs> forgiveness allows us the opportunity you know, to to go for that clean slate, I think. And ideally, forgiveness is about giving and receiving. I think the best kind of forgiveness is always more than just, I'm sorry. Think of it this way. If you can each turn to one another, okay, turn to your partner and say, I forgive you, please forgive me too. Wow. Isn't that better than, I'm sorry? Can you feel the difference in that statement? Try it. I forgive you. Please forgive me too. It has a different impact altogether. Although most of us will stop at, I'm sorry, and it's definitely better than nothing for sure. You know, I think, I truly believe that asking for and offering forgiveness is a much more active much more committed, even a much more vulnerable process. It touches your heart, I think. And it can definitely help you get to that win-win situation. But for it to be so, I think it's also important to also accept that we are different as human beings. You and your partner, think of it this way. Always remember this. You have separate minds and points of view sometimes. We all do. Each and every one of us is somehow hurt, defensive, flawed. You know, we're inevitably going to make mistakes. I think it's just part of being human. Like I said before, understanding this doesn't mean we should sit back and withstand abuse. But if we want to enjoy a lasting relationship with someone we love or value, and especially choose to spend our lives with, stay connected with, well, we may want to grow into our ability to forgive. That's why in a marriage it's important to try to have empathy for our partner and to see things from their perspective. I think it's really important to try to recognize the ways you may be hurting yourself or the relationship by either being hostile or cold or holding a grudge, withdrawing. You know, your actions and behaviors have consequences. Remember that. And also remember that forgiveness doesn't mean dismissing the things that matter to you. On the contrary, perhaps you even get a chance to talk about that through the process of forgiveness. But it does mean talking about them in ways that will enhance your partner's understanding and help you stay on track so that both of you feel connected 
It's a two-way street, it really is. Now sometimes forgiveness calls for deep listening before you can repair the negative and restore the positive. And listening is, is difficult to do, you know, you have to really set yourself aside when you do that. That's, that's a technique that I show couples all the time. It is something that is very, very humbling when you can actually achieve. And it's something that you always manage to do for both yourself and the other. It's the road to compassion. And we've spoken about compassion before. I think one of the things that makes it really hard for people to forgive one another is the inability. You know, not so much the unwillingness, but the inability to see the other's point of view. And this is where, again, the, the task or the skill of listening comes into play. People often can't get past their own limiting thoughts, you know, or their vulnerabilities, and especially their sense of pride. Oh yeah, I see this one all the time. But it's also about recognizing that your expectations weren't met, and that's what hurts too. You've got to give a voice to those expectations and the disappointments that ensued, right? Perhaps you're suffering from a wounded ego, uh-huh, or it felt like a slap against your self-esteem. Perhaps, I'm just saying, <laughs> we all go there once in a while. But seriously, think about when someone hurts us or lets us down. How often do we tend to assign internal causes for the behavior of others? Yep, we argue and base it more on their personality or character traits. We tell ourselves things like, well, she's just so forgetful, or he's careless, or she doesn't appreciate anything I do. Or he did that on purpose. We judge them harshly, right? But when we do something wrong or hurtful or disappointing, well, we tend to excuse our own behavior by attributing external causes like, oh, I'm sorry I kept you waiting for over an hour, but wait until you hear what kind of day I had. Or here's a good one. Oh, I know I should have gotten back to you about getting together, but, you know, life's just too crazy. I'm sure you understand. <laughs> I love that one. Or, I wanted to invite you, but then thought maybe it was just two last minutes, so maybe next time, okay? My point being is that we tend to let ourselves off the hook and give ourselves permission to fail while we assign all responsibility, even blame, to others when they fail us. Not fair, I don't think so. So keep this in mind next time you say something. Try to put yourself in the other person's shoes, as they say. First of all, I think it's really important to remember that people will have different feelings and perspectives on things. Always honor this, remember this, it's so important. Not everything we feel hurt by in life is meant for us to feel hurt by either, okay? And added to this is the fact that we all come from some kind of unfinished business, some different family background, which really does influence us to interpret things differently too. So you need to honor this as well. This is so important, so conducive to, to great communication. 
Sometimes when something sets us off or pushes our buttons, it's because it triggers something in us from our past. For example, let's say we had a parent who struggled with alcoholism. Well, we may be extra sensitive to our partner getting tipsy at a party, right? Or if we had a parent who lost their temper at random, my goodness, well, we can really have alarms go off the minute our partner raises his or her voice. That's the way it goes in life. So today as an adult in relationships, if we aren't careful of the ways that we project or even recreate old dynamics in our current relationships, well, a lot of pain and damage may occur. So the big lesson here is to think about if your behavior is really a reflection of how you want to act or is it a reaction to something that's been stirred up from your past. Yep, I'll be blogging about this topic uh, in the not-too-distant future. Let me tell you, I think it's my next blog. I've already began writing about it. And uh, more specifically, we'll be taking a good look at how our family of origin influences us in our adult relationships, whether we like it or not. So come on over to my blog on www.letstalkaboutlove.ca and take a peek soon, okay? <laughs> I'd love that. But for now, let's do this little exercise, okay? I want you to think about someone in your life who has hurt you and ask yourself the following questions about that person. What was life like for this person while growing up? Think about this. What do you think are some of the wounds that this person suffered from, okay? Others that could have made him or her more likely to hurt you. Now, what kinds of extra pressures or stresses were in this person's life at the time that he or she may have offended or hurt you? Okay, so let me repeat this. These questions are not meant to excuse that person or to condone their behavior. But what I'm trying to get at is to help you uh, to better understand the other person's areas of pain. It's important to ask. When we ask questions like these, it helps shed some light into those areas that, that make that person vulnerable and even human. Okay. The bottom line is, is that understanding why people commit hurtful acts can also help us find more effective ways of preventing further destructive acts from occurring in the future. This kind of insight always ties into forgiveness. Now believe me, I'm not being Pollyanna about this, okay? I don't want you to think that. I just want you to think about forgiveness in a different kind of way. I know that forgiving someone doesn't cancel out what happened. We never forget, really, probably never anyways, but life is so much better when we can accept someone's hurt or pain from their point of view too. Part of forgiveness. Now focusing on the past just keeps us stuck in the past as opposed to moving into the future, okay? That is forgiveness. So when you really think about it, 
often forgiveness may be more about trying to change your way of thinking rather than their way of thinking and trying more to think the best of people rather than jumping to harsh conclusions. It's really about adopting more empathy, I think, for the one who may have hurt you. And in this way, forgiveness can really be about freedom too. I truly believe that when you get to the point of releasing the hurt, you really get to the point of retaining the learning. You move on. Now, the truth behind life is that people and situations do show up in our lives so that we can learn and grow. And most of us find that we learn even more from times that are very difficult, especially from the people who may have hurt us in the past. Pain is inevitable, you know, it's just part of life. But the way I see it, it can also be a gift. So don't be afraid to learn the painful lessons in life. Embrace those lessons. You know, I often get asked the question, well, how do I forgive someone who had cheated on me or abandoned me or, or is an alcoholic or uses drugs and who's abusive and, and has no remorse? Well, now this is interesting because it's that word remorse that comes up that is really key here to forgiveness, especially in those kind of grave situations. Remorse is corrective. Always remember that. Remorse brings on repair. In fact, remorse like guilt feels very uncomfortable. It feels yucky actually, and the purpose of guilt and remorse is to change your behavior. Actually, without remorse, the idea and the probability of that happening, again, is great. So that's a good indication to understand that remorse is key. And believe me, you will recognize remorse when you see it. Remorse is corrective, and it's usually the pivotal point of, the, of that discussion, you know, bearing forgiveness. And when someone is truly remorseful, well, it changes you. You know it because it feels so terrible to be that remorseful that it teaches your brain not to go there again. So the key is remorse. And when someone is remorseful, especially in these situations, especially in these grave situations, I think the natural response is aimed towards forgiveness. Well, I hope this podcast has served you and please feel free to write or to call me, email me, um, give me a shout. I'm always here to help in any which way that I can, okay? I will be here. So thanks for stopping by and please check in for our next and final episode of the F Word in the Happy Marriage series. Yes, the long-awaited, most passionate word of this Happy Marriage series. Or maybe more like the F-bomb. I don't know. Bleep, bleep. <laughs> but anyway, stay tuned. We'll be talking about everything that matters when being happy in life together. See you next time. Bye.